You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and today I'm joined by Shauna. Hello. And Pastor David. Hi. And Pastor Matt. Hello. Um, Although I'm kind of missing Vince this week. It was fun having him um, back on yeah. the episode yeah. last time, and I don't know about you guys, but I've heard some good feedback, and people were just excited to hear from him and see what he's been up to. Um, so what's going on today, guys? I mean, it's just a regular day. It's nice out. It's warm outside. Yeah. It's not cold anymore. It's like a four. It's only David's a four. David's at a four today. <laughs> yeah. Four. There's no rain. Raining. It's not Ugh. raining. Sunshine, I can see it out there blazing. It's like, <laughs> it is all of a sudden summer. Um, so, okay, so today like we are going to be looking at um, Matthew chapter 6. Let's see here, verses 1 through 18. Yeah. Kind of, so let's go back in the two week time machine here and remember what we talked about two weeks ago. In that sermon, um, let's see, giving to the needy. Yeah, I think just the whole the whole point of, of I mean, not the whole point of that sermon because we talked about charity, but um, really the thrust of it was um, to to practice your righteousness carefully. Right, you go back to verse one, and verse one almost stands alone. Um, well, not not almost; it does stand alone in, in terms of the direction, and then charity and prayer and fasting and all of these other things are going to come from that one statement to be careful not to be hypocritical in your behavior. And I think it's really, um, really an important thing for us to talk about because it is one of the biggest turnoffs for people outside of the church is when church people act hypocritically. And unfortunately, it's one of the easiest targets even when we're not being hypocritical, it, it becomes an easy thing for them to say, oh, you're just a bunch of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not fair necessarily, but it's especially problematic when we give them a reason to think that or, or to believe that. And so I think that by itself is a verse that just needs a lot of attention just to say, hey, be careful not to do things in this kind of way. So mm-hmm. should all giving be done in secret? I don't think so. I don't think that's the point he's making as much as I think the point he's making is that if you wouldn't do it in secret, you have no business doing it in public. Right. Like, like, Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I go back, I go back to, to somebody giving me a really big check. Like why? What's the reason mm-hmm. for that? Well, so I would know. Right. So, so that I would be aware of it. You know, it's just as easy to put that in the offering plate the same time everybody else does it. And, and let that be. Um, and so I think, you know, the idea is it's not wrong to do these things publicly, but it's wrong to do them with the wrong motive mm-hmm. publicly. And if the motive is so that people will look at me or see me or think good about me, then I've missed. Sure. So yeah. to kind of frame this modern day, what would a modern day um, hypocritical giver look like? Like, let's... I think a modern day hypocritical giver is somebody that gives with a lot of strings. 
Um, like you can use the gift, but I either need my name on the plaque mm-hmm. or you have to use it in the way that I'm telling you to use it. Like yeah. I'll give you this, but you have to use it for my pet project. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of things. Sure. And, and to be careful, right? Like cause there are sometimes there are pet mm-hmm. projects and somebody says, you know what? I care about that. And so above and beyond, I'm going to give you an extra whatever amount mm-hmm. of money to spend towards that project. That's all fine and good. But, mm-hmm. but when I give with strings, mm-hmm. that's, that's problematic. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or when I when I want to go out there and make sure everybody knows that I gave it. Like, mm-hmm. man, you guys don't know how generous I am. I gave $20 to that homeless guy sure. last week, and I just won't shut up about it because I need you to know. that That's problematic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so giving without controlling the outcome would be a better heart posture. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And again, public or private, I don't think is the issue that Jesus is making. Sure. Right? When he when he when he talks about the people that do it publicly, you gotta remember the giving at the temple, which they're really focusing on, or the giving alms to people, that's all public, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not giving publicly, you're just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is when you do it you kind of what's the expression, blowing your own horn. Mm-hmm. Then that's that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so, do you? I don't watch The Office. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really watch The Office, but my kids love The Office. But there's one where Michael accidentally he thinks he's just pledging twenty dollars for like a walkathon, but he's really pledging like twenty dollars per lap or a mile yeah. or something. <laughs> and and, um, and then he gets caught. But uh-huh. then at the end, he decides to have the big staff meeting where he tells everybody how generous he was being mm-hmm. because he's like, well, if I did it, I might as well get credit for it. It's yeah. like that. Yeah. Right. You make your pledge, whatever, do your thing. Mm-hmm. But then then to to make a big deal to make sure everybody knows. Yeah. Oh, Michael mm-hmm. Scott. Yeah. Gotta love him. Um, so kind of throughout this text we're in, um, Jesus talks about heavenly rewards. Mm-hmm. Um, David, what are these heavenly rewards? I don't know. I got to look at my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to, 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 I love how she just throws I wish you guys could see, I wish you guys could see the exchanges of looks. I know. I'm sitting over here this. just listening to Matt. Like, yeah. it's good. This is good. You know, I know. I'm just going to say Because I'm quietly. trying to get you in on the conversation, and I know Shauna doesn't like to be put on the spot, so I'm asking you. So, Shauna, be ready because yeah. you're going to get a question I, I next. I honestly thought when she said no. David, I was like, oh, she's going to ask me something next. No. But no, she's respectful of me. Yes. You're, I mean, you don't get a pass because Pastor. I don't know. Yeah. 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 All your research you do all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So looking at this section where it talks about, you know, the father rewarding us, I don't necessarily, when I think about that with heavenly rewards, just to clarify, if anybody's thinking that, you know, don't classify a heavenly reward as something that's going to come later. There's these rewards that are now. Hmm. Um, When you think about money, especially, or giving, um, one of the rewards that I've learned over time that God has given to me is it's amazing when you don't stress and worry about finances and stuff like he just gives you this piece of like you can do you can give this and and it's amazing to just kind of have this relaxation of life of like man i don't have to worry about this i can give this and god's gonna give me peace that he's in control that's a reward of you know another reward is um as you were talking about you know um ways that we give in inappropriate ways the, the the thing that was going through my mind is not just when i dictate how the money's used but then I've been in churches where people use their giving as a way of control. 
not just control of how I want the money used. Oh, controlling the yeah. pastor. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I you know, pay your salary. Like, yeah, exactly. I pay oh. for that. Or I don't like the way you're using the building right now, and I pay for us to have this building. I've literally you know? only heard that twice. Oh, I've Did you hear that a lot? Oh, yeah. I heard. I heard mm. You know, I have, a, I have a really good story of like, because I came from a church down in Missouri that um, there was a lot of people that used their tithing as a way to control the church. If I'm not happy, we're not going to give. You know, like when it's something we'll give, you know, so they use that as a way to kind of control outcomes. And, and I've been in other churches where, um, like I remember one example, we were in a church, a woman, she was very blessed financially and she bought this really nice bus, like this, like, you know, like traveling bus, you know, for, um, the, they had a, a, a senior ministry and they, they used to take trips. So she bought this really nice bus. And it was stipulated, I will give you this, but for 20 years, only the like, youth can't use it. Like, nobody else is going to wow. be in this bus. Wow. For, like, and they agreed to it. And it was like, knock that off. You know, like, you shouldn't control, you know. And, and so when I say that, imagine how mm-hmm. much. And, and did it have to have a picture of her face on the side <laughs> of the bus? I don't know. I never also, the bus, so. okay. <laughs> you weren't a senior. I was a teenager at the time. And it was like, uh, I never, I've never even stepped foot in that bus. You know, so, um, yeah. but I say all that. So think about it, the reward in church. Think about how um, sometimes Satan will get in there and you see something the church is doing and he'll start twisting it and you're like, I don't agree with that. I don't like that. I give money here. You know, like he likes to twist that stuff in people. Mm-hmm. Imagine the heavenly reward where God gives you the peace to say, it's okay, right? Like don't, doesn't mean you shouldn't speak up if you maybe think there's, you know, like, but again, that disunity, that the emotional, um, I see those as the rewards, right? The, but then there's the reward of just God taking care of us. You know, um, Amy and I joke about it quite a bit and it's legitimately true when we decided to tithe on a regular basis. I don't have all the things I want, but I've never gone without, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, yep. I've been taken care of, you know, when, when funny how that works, it is, you know, and we joke about it because as soon mm-hmm. as we think we're getting ahead, like we love, like we're saving money and then something bad will happen. Yeah. It's like there goes all the money, you know? <laughs> and, but it's yeah, the piece of, but you well, had it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I had it, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of, these are heavenly rewards. This is, this is God in heaven saying, I'll take care of this mm-hmm. and your emotional state, your physical state, like your spiritual state. Um, and again, anybody that we're listening to this, I mean, just think about how much stress money causes or mm-hmm. like giving of ourselves and sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Um, when our heart isn't in it the way it needs to be, we don't have the reward of God giving us the heart he wants us to have. And, sure. and that's why it becomes so like, you know, I don't want to give this, away. I'm, I'm going to do it because I have to, but I don't want to. And it sucks and it hurts and it, well, that's not a reward. The reward is joyfully, here you go. I'm to rejoice in this and celebrate it and just let it go and enjoy what God does with it. So sure. that was my thoughts. Yeah. I think the best reward in all of that that you're describing too is like all of that is awesome and God will give things that things that we don't even realize are from him, the blessings that he pours out. But I think the the fundamental, like the the number one is knowing that you are that you're pleasing your father in heaven like there's there's so much value in that like god is pleased with me when i reflect his character in the way i act whether it's giving or 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 being generous with people in my time or whatever it is like if i'm reflecting his character he's pleased and that's a reward in and of itself too 
Just, just be careful on how the world likes to interpret. As you're saying all this, I, I remember another conversation I had years ago when I was in Missouri where a woman was adamant. She believed wholeheartedly, if I give a dollar, God's given tenfold, <laughs> right? And I was like, we had to have this conversation. She just did not want to let this go. And I, I just remember kind of, and I, I finally had to look at her and be like, has that even happened yet? Like, seriously, like, have you given $100 and all of a sudden, like, here's your 1000 And she kind of looks at me like, well, no. And then it's like, you know, but we fall into that trap, right? Like, prosperity. I yeah. gave. Yeah. He's supposed to give an abundance yeah. of the exact same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. except yeah. that was never right. the promise, right? The yeah. exact same thing, yeah. right? You give, it'll be given, pressed down, shaken together, pouring over. All of that is true. But, man, like, he doesn't promise to give you what you think you want. So that's another motive we have to be careful of. Mm-hmm. Not about, I want credit. It's, I'm giving this because I'm expecting my return. Like, this is my investment, my financial investment sure. for a financial return. And there's no promise of a financial return. So, so to recap that section, there's really, there's a time for both. There's a time for public giving. There's a time for secret giving, but they both depend on your heart motive. Yeah. I I was going to say, I think, I think that all has to do with heart more than it has to do with public private. Um, I think the issue is that the Pharisees, the teachers of religious law, they wouldn't think to do their charitable giving privately because nobody would know. Mm -hmm. And their standing wouldn't be improved. And so that's, I think, where Jesus lands on that, look, private, public. But I think the issue is, who are you seeking to honor? Yourself mm-hmm. or God? And and that's why he co- he keeps coming back to this, um, this issue of um, public, because when I do things publicly, demonstratively, and, and I go out of my way for that, what I'm typically looking for is for honor. Mm-hmm. I want to be honored mm-hmm. for it. Um, and, and it's just not, not okay because the honor is God's and I'm trying to steal from him in that regard. If you think about it too, when it comes to giving, and I know when we get to praying and fasting, that's even a little different in terms of what the rewards are. But we think about giving, I mean, if we really start to think about it, it's not mine anyway, right? Like it doesn't actually belong to me. Mm -hmm. All I'm doing is stewarding God's resources according to his will. So why would I get any credit? And any credit I get will come from God saying, well done, you were a good manager of my things. Mm -hmm. Not from other people saying, oh, thank you so much for giving that to me because it wasn't mine to give. Mm -hmm. It all came from God. And so it's just a, a proper view of who does this belong to in the first place? It's also important that we understand this isn't just about financial. I mean, I know this part is, mm-hmm. but there's also the um, I'm not getting recognition when I serve. I didn't get the pat on the back when I did something. I, you know, like I came in and did all this work and, and nobody recognized it. Don't get me wrong. It's great to be recognized and we should try to see when people do things and all of that. That's one of the things I, you know, I love about you know, my wife is she's, she'll say it all the time. I'm a behind the scenes person. Mm-hmm. There's things that she does that you, nobody will ever have a clue that she does because mm-hmm. she's never done it in a way that, you know. Um, but and, and I have to wrestle with that. So, like, I'll give you an example as a pastor even. It's great when you get recognition of, hey, that was a great sermon. But at the same time, I'm just, I'll be completely transparent. There are times when you hear that. And if I don't hear that, I'm like, well, geez, where, where's my <laughs> praise, right? Um, sure. So so God will even kind of convict you with that, mm-hmm. you know, for me. So I will just even say this as to anybody out there. It's great to hear as a pastor. I'll say this, it's great to hear. Hey, that was a good sermon, but I would much rather have you come and say, Hey, I learned this or God said this to me. Don't praise like that was good. 
And I used to have to deal with that when I was younger. I used to sing a lot, specials in church. And I'd always, you know, you want the praise. Wrong motives. I didn't get rewarded by God with that because my motives were, I want to be recognized. I want the pat on the back. I want to be told how great I am. So that's another thing to realize because you're giving something then too. Mm -hmm. And if the motive's wrong, the reward's lost. So. Mm -hmm. All right. So Mm -hmm. let's switch gears and move into the prayer section um, of the text that we're in. Um, Just for me personally, like, let's look at... um, Verse 8, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So, if our Father knows what we need before we ask him, then why should we pray? One of my answers to that, and Mac, because he studied it in the sermon and stuff, but one of my answers to that is simply this. Just because he knows what, just because God knows what I need before I pray it, doesn't mean I know what I need before I pray it. Oh, that's good. Part of prayer is actually to to conform to God, not mm-hmm. to have God conform mm-hmm. to you. So a lot of the, 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 the things we have to understand is just because we come to God with a request doesn't mean we're automatically praying the thing that God knows we need. And actually, it's through the course of prayer that God will move us in the direction that he wants us, that our prayers then line up to what he already knows we need. So we have to be careful with that where we automatically think, I know what I need. God's like, that's not what you need. So start praying. Mm-hmm. Start with what you think you need. Keep praying. And then through that, you might discover, you know, um, a great example of this. You know, not to, I'm going to pull out a movie. Um, Sean is <laughs> keeping a list of all the movies we talk about. Um, it'll be but, weird uh, if this is one we haven't talked about. It is. Well, it is. It's, just, it's not one we haven't talked about. Uh, it's the Facing the Giants. Right, the the movie, the Christian movie, where yeah. um, you know the football team. It's older. It's a good yeah. movie. If you've never seen it, watch it. But there's a part in it where the it is a good movie, Matt, because it's, it glorifies Jesus. Yeah, it's got some terrible acting in it, though. Well, <laughs> anyways, I like how both right like now, like Malia's like p- playing with like her nails. Checked out. <laughs> movies. <laughs> Uh, but here's because the thing. you know why? Because we've already heard this argument between you. Not today, but this has been a recurring. <laughs> one of us likes it. One of us doesn't. I know. Yeah. So here's the thing. Apologetics. There's movie a part. Style. There's a part of the movie though that, that really hit me uh, personally because the couple in it they they want a baby or you know so they're praying they want a baby and, and then there comes this moment in the movie where she goes to the doctor another time finds out she's not pregnant as she's walking out in tears she finally starts praying this prayer of. God, whatever you want, I'll accept it, right? So that was a thing. Like, she doesn't mean her prayer was wrong and asking for a baby. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that desire was wrong and asking for it. But God got her to a place where her prayer needed to be, I'm trusting Surrender, you yeah. and what you want for me. So whatever the answer, that's, you know, I'm there. So that's what I'm saying where prayer is. Bring your request, but be prepared for God to move you to where he needs you, heart-wise. Mm-hmm. Versus he's just not answering my prayer. So yeah, I, I think that that's good. that's perfectly true, and that's something that we're supposed I to do, right? From David, there you go. <laughs> write, you. It um, yeah. was, <laughs> write it down. Write it down. Issue was stamp. stamp. <laughs> um, so, but I, I think you're right. Like there, there is this thing where we assume that we know best, and what we think is, and this is this this anthropomorphizing of God, right? We think that God is the best version of us, like. 
like like we are, you know, we, we tend to think of ourselves as we're, we're decent folks, even if we're not, we're decent folks. And God is like us, only really, really good. He's He's the best version of us. And if I would give that to somebody, well, then God definitely will give it to somebody like a baby or whatever. And, um, and, and sometimes, no, God knows better than you do. And God has a plan that's different. But we just have to explore that and learn to trust. And part of prayer, part of prayer, not all of it, but part of it is is for God to to tune our wills to his. That is absolutely true, to, to bind us in relationship, to spend the time. That's why if the only time we're praying, we're asking, we might be doing it wrong. That's why Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this. And, and there's only one little part of that that's the asking, right? Um, the rest of it is acknowledging God and praying that God's will will be done and and confessing our sins and all of these things because that's all a necessary part of, of relationship, right? Think about your kids. If the only time they talk to you is when they're asking you for something, that's problematic. You don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, there's there's so so much good in in that understanding that when we pray, that the goal is not just to get God to do things for us, but it's just to be with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I feel like that's a secret we only uncover when we pray often. Mm-hmm. Because if we're only praying infrequently, even once a day, mm-hmm. right, we're going to make sure we hit our laundry list, right? right? Yeah. Even if they're good prayers, even if they're good things that God yeah. wants to bless, or they're things for other people that are that are good, right? If that's the only time I'm praying, then I have an agenda mm-hmm. when I come to prayer, and, and that's okay, but that can't be all of it. Mm-hmm. So something yeah. that I think is... Uh, um, can't remember who, but somebody at Bethany when I was at church there, they were in the habit of doing this every now and then. They would do this prayer style that for a month they would they would say, "Okay, God, I'm going to spend the the first day of this month taking notes in a journal about everything I need, everything I would ask you for, mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave it there, and I'm not going to touch it again for a month. But I am going to come to you multiple times every day in prayer." For the needs of other people, or just to spend time with you, just to acknowledge your holiness, just to um, to to intervene for your church or whatever else the case might be, and I'm trusting you that you know what my needs are, mm-hmm. right? And and, and I, I'm I'm putting them before you, I'm laying them down um, before you, and but I just want to spend time with you and and trust that you'll do what's right and what's good. And at the end of the month, sometimes we see some of those prayers answered. Sometimes we see that God has not chosen to answer them or the answer is no or not yet or whatever. But I think that was always a good exercise. It It was always a good exercise of remembering that I want to talk to you without just asking Mm -hmm. for things because that's, that's a problem. But, but right also, there are times to ask for things, and sure. we see that modeled in Scripture. We see people asking God very boldly, very specifically for things, and we see God then moving in response to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he says, like, well, you are, God, you, you know what we need before we ask, sometimes, the, sometimes the, the reasoning then is I need to trust and have faith that when I ask, God who hears me, right, is willing to respond and desires to respond. And that's where we see like the parable of the uh, persistent widow, right? And, and basically Jesus says, like, because she kept on asking, this unjust judge answered, how much more will God give you when you keep asking? Um, Hannah, 
You know, she goes every year to the to the tabernacle and she is pouring her heart out before God because she do so desperately wants a child mm-hmm. and God blesses her with a child. And so I think that, that we do see a pattern in scripture where we ask and we receive. Um, James says, you don't have because you don't ask. Mm-hmm. Ask with the right motives and, and you'll have. And so um, I think we we need to ask more in prayer. Um, I think we need to ask more boldly in prayer. I think we need to check our motives and make sure that it's something that honors God. And I think we need to understand that God is smarter than we are. So if he says no, that's not him being mean or miserly. That's him giving an even better gift than I knew to ask for. Um, but I think we, I, I think we don't ask enough, mm-hmm. um, especially uh, things that will clearly bring glory to God. Uh, does God hear the prayers of unrepentant hearts? Who wants to go? Who wants to touch that one? Go for it, Shauna. <laughs> <laughs> I would answer, but I have hot tamales in my mouth. So I'm gonna I'm gonna answer, but Thank then you. Sean is gonna follow up. Oh, good. Um, I think does does God hear the prayers of unrepentant sinners? Okay, first of all, we have to identify what we mean by hear. Sure. Yes, God hears them. Right. Right. Will God choose to answer them? Maybe. I think the issue is, does it bring him glory? Does it bring those people to repentance? Like there may be a number of reasons where God would say, listen, until you repent, I will not answer your prayer. But there may also be reasons where God would say, okay, because I know and because I'm God, I am going to answer this prayer to bring myself glory and to bring you further down the road to repentance. Uh, I think there's there's some different things there. Think about the prodigal son right now. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a leap here because the Bible doesn't tell us this and it's a parable, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but I'm thinking about the prodigal son. I can imagine there were probably moments where he was starving and he wasn't working. God, I just need a job. Help me get a job. Um, and hey, next thing you know, he's feeding pigs. And so that brought him a step closer to repentance. Um, it brought him a step closer to giving God honor and glory. Um, he certainly wasn't repentant when he was looking for work, but I can certainly see that God may have blessed him in that way uh, and, and brought him low in that way. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think, and, and I hear this all the time, the prayer from people, God, if you're real, yeah. then show me this. Mm-hmm. And I hear that in testimonies a lot of people that now know God is real and have decided to surrender to him. But it started with, God, if you're real, then I want to see it. And God says, okay, I'll show you. And then what are you going to do with that? And so I think maybe, not always, but mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Matt. Yeah. Word I know, word. Her face was yeah. so frustrated, like, man, that's all my stuff. I, know. I was like, shoot. She took mine. Yeah. Prodigal son. <laughs> she was, I mean, she even had prodigal son written down. I know. She scribbled yeah, it out. I was like, whatever. What? <laughs> wow. That's all I can say is wow. No, I would I would track with that. I, I uh, uh, Yeah, the same kind of thing is I always appreciate people that you know are not in a relationship with Jesus and they'll say to you like, I'll be praying for you. And mm-hmm. I, I know their sentiment is, is mm-hmm. pure in the sense of, you know, but then in the, my mind, I've always been like, I appreciate it, but you know, cause yeah. I've always kind of landed that, that, you know, God, in the old Testament is where God talks about it a lot more where he, you know, he says, I'll turn my face from you. I won't, you know, and of course he's talking to Israel a lot there, but, 
he just shows, you know, I've always, you know, prayer, it's, it's the same thing with, um, you know, if I'm, when I was a kid, you make your mom mad, you know, you don't really have, you don't have the ground to come make requests pretty much until you take care of the, so that's where I've always kind of landed. I, I'm not going to say that he doesn't use stuff for the way he wants uh-huh. to, but it's not going to change his mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On anything. Yeah. Like an unrepentant person praying is not going to make God. You know, like no, I he's he's. I was already going to do that, or you know, I'm I'm good with that because mm-hmm. it fits with what I'm mm-hmm. doing. Uh-huh. Not, oh, I'm going to listen to you because your heart is where it needs to be. And yeah, I don't see that. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. And and I um I, I think that's that's a fair thing, right? And I think there's even Malia, and you asked the question. I think there's even a difference between when you say unrepentant person. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between somebody who is not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who is crying out to God because they're desperate, uh-huh. right. right? God, if you're real, show me. Mm-hmm. Um, there is somebody who is is um, then a, a Christian who clearly knows God is real, clearly knows what, but they've decided to go their own way, and then they get stuck and they're saying, "Oh God, I know I ignored you for the last six years, but help me today." There's a difference in that sure. too. Like, yeah. like I would say, yeah. I mean, again, God's going to do what He's going to do, um, and these are part of the secret things that belong to Him and His divine will. But I think there are times where God will respond to prayers of somebody that is outside of the faith as a way to bring him glory and say, look, man, I am who I said I am. I am here and real, and I do have a heart for you, and I want good for you. Come to me, as opposed to somebody who is trying to use God like a genie. Mm -hmm. Um, Fix it. Yeah. yeah, God, yeah. I, I know I've ignored you. I, I I know I said I loved you, and then I ignored you, and now I'm stuck, and I'd like you to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's different than somebody crying out of of confused desperation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to fasting. Sure. Since I know on Sunday that was something you said we would try to yeah. spend some time on in our podcast. I, um, so let, just to start, if we look at verse 16, it starts out, when you fast. So my question is, does, because he uses the word when instead of if or you know, whatever, is this prescriptive for us? So we are told clearly to fast, but we are not ever commanded in a specific way to fast, right? Mm-hmm. We're, and Jesus talks about fast here like it's something we'll do. Later, when John's disciples ask him, hey, how come your, how come your followers don't fast? And Jesus says, well, why would they fast? I'm here. Mm-hmm. They've got access to me right now. They'll fast later when I'm gone. Like the idea of, yes, a fast will come, um, and a fast has value, and we read all about the fast in in Scripture. Um, but I think it's not necessarily something, as you read through the epistles, where, where Paul is saying, or Peter or James, somebody is saying, hey, fast this way. Do it this way. You know, right. fast for these reasons. So we're kind of left without a lot of guidance on what that fast looks like or how to conduct sure. it or things like that. So what are some ways that we can fast? Well, I think you fast anytime you you make this intentional decision to go without for the purpose of giving God your time and attention, bringing God glory, and, and digging in there. And so I think anytime you want to do that, um, you can fast in any number of ways, but the idea is that I'm spending this time with God and I'm putting him in a primary position. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, do you guys fast at all? Um, I've done it a couple times when we did that, like, 
paper, you know, where I had to sign up for like a time. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a faster. Okay. I should be. So when you yeah. fasted, how did you do it? I did not eat for a while. Okay. So you yeah. went without but, food. Yeah. As you're eating hot tamales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I love it. It's like, don't make it obvious. I'm like, okay, well, I was not very happy. I was cranky. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how obvious Sean, it was. Sean, <laughs> I got hangry. David, what about you? How do you fast? I fast between every breakfast and lunch. And then between lunch and supper. <laughs> and then between supper and breakfast. And you break that You're fast so with breakfast? You're spiritual. I know. I do it multiple <laughs> times a day. Man. Um, wow. Uh, I'm moving on. Here's the <laughs> um, Yes, I have... Yes, I, I fast. Uh, you know, it's very hard. Um, I don't like it at all. Um, this is where I would say, uh, not necessarily, not necessarily a disagreement, but I, th- I agree. Yes, God did not does not tell us how to fast. Other than don't do a sh- don't make a show of it. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's genuine. He talks more about fasting in the Old Testament. Isaiah even talks about. You know the fasting that God wants, not you know, and does not accept. Um, so I, I fall more in the that fasting is expected of us. Um, when I say mm-hmm. is expected, not well, I, I agree with you. Like you said that. I just you know, like um, it needs to be more than just. I think most Christians we are are losing an amazing blessing that God gives us through fasting because we don't do it as often as mm-hmm. we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning it's, oh, there's something bad going on. Or like, I really mm-hmm. need to connect with God. Um, and I think one of the reasons we should is why I see it as so hard. Because my flesh has more power in that moment of like, well, I don't want to fast because I want to appease my flesh. Mm-hmm. If I fasted more often the way I think God would want us to, it mm-hmm. allows me to have more control over my appetite of flesh um, mm-hmm. and there's a power in that so again I'm not I agree yeah it doesn't say do it every other day it doesn't say do it once a week I, I don't want to say that but I think we, it needs to be a regular part of our spiritual mm-hmm. uh, formation and discipline um, that we regularly do it so sure. yeah. Malia, what about you? Um, well, in the past, there was one year for Lent when um, the Village Church always puts out like a Lent guide for their church to work through. And they had set up where every week you fasted something different. Um, and so that took, took you through some things. Like one of the weeks was sleep. Like, hey, instead of making, you know, getting all this extra sleep, get up extra early and spend time, spend that time reading your Bible, you know, whatever. And so there were some I things think that I remember I, that week. You were in a bad mood. <laughs> So it was, was kind of interesting because it took it. <laughs> I fasted from some things that I wouldn't typically fast from, mm-hmm. and I liked that they were kind of for shorter periods, mm-hmm. you know, for each thing. Um, but probably most recently, I've done like a fast from lunch and then spent that time. I have this um, praying for your prodigal little book. Actually, we might even still have some out here on the resource table. Great little book. Um, and I, I spent that time praying for Anil. Mm-hmm. And so that w- it's actually something I think that I would probably benefit from again doing. Well, so. that's the thing you bring up is the most mm-hmm. important. Right. It's not just I'm not eating, right? Fasting You've, is intentional. Right. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not yep. eating, you know, I'm not doing this activity and I'm replacing that time mm-hmm. with a specific. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we don't fast just the fact. It's like, so I'm going to fast because I'm going to take that time to intercede for a person or yeah. I have a purpose behind it. Yep. It's not just let's just not eat. 
Exactly. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. That's where I think a lot of Christians fall mm-hmm. because we think it's yeah. just abstaining. Do you think that's mm-hmm. why yeah. fasting isn't as widely practiced by Christians? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's we're taking away mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. understanding it's it's substituting, right? So if you take something away from me, I'm going to be like cranky. Like, I'm hungry. Sure. I want to eat. Yeah. It's because I'm not choosing to change my focus yeah. and my attention and what I'm seeking and what I'm wanting. Like, I don't have an right. intention mm-hmm. behind it. Right? Um, so I think that's where a yeah. lot of people are confused about fasting. Well, and I, I think when I was doing that, I picked one day a week that I did that. So it wasn't like an everyday thing. Because I think we, we also don't want to set ourselves up for failure and make it this legalistic thing either. And so for me, like, I was like, hey, Thursdays, I'm just not going to eat lunch. I'm going to spend that time praying for my son. Um, and it, it was a really good exercise. So, yeah. Well, yeah, you think about why fasting is so hard for people too, is because David, exactly what you're saying. Uh, it's not just the absence of something, but it's, it's the replacement, right? It's the, I'm taking away what even might be good and beneficial and I'm replacing it with what's better. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what am I replacing it with? Time with God, mm-hmm. prayer, study, time with God. And that is something that we are woefully as a church anemic on. So fasting is taking it to a higher level. So Mm -hmm. people are really going to struggle with fasting because, because they really struggle just to spend time with God, much less to then spend even more time Mm -hmm. spending time with God and praying and asking God and listening to God and just being quiet before God. Like all of those things are so difficult. Mm for people just to do on their own. And then we're saying, hey, now do more because you're trying to put God in a primary position. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it really is like otherworldly for people. Mm -hmm. They just don't understand. So how about you? Um, You know what? So so I've been in the habit of fasting um, from food. Um, So there are some times it'll be a a, a 24-hour day, like, hey, today, like on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. there's no food. Um, oftentimes for me, it's, um, dinner to dinner, like, you know, I'll eat dinner and then I'll, you know, until that same time the next night (laughs) go without, um, where, and and that's, and that's fine. But where I struggle with that is, is again, going back to, okay, listen, I'm not just working through lunch, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm, I'm glad that I'm not eating today, but I'm not just working through lunch. Mm -hmm. Like this is the time I, I would go spend an hour at home. Um, so I'm going to do this, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in, and I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna read, and I'm just gonna ask God to to show me things, and so that's the intentionality of it. And then also, um, I will often fast from media, mm-hmm. like one of the ways that I mean, we we typically yeah. think of a fast. The way it was introduced on the Day of Atonement was that they fast from food and drink. Right. And that's fine. Um, but food and drink, I mean, I know you're, you're like, as he eats hot tamales and one time he whispered cookies into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I like food and drink. But but the issue, the issue for well, me, the point what, is for it to be a sacrifice, what takes right. a lot of yeah, my yeah. time um, uh, more than it should mm-hmm. sometimes is TV or or uh, even just scrolling through my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so. For me to say, hey, look, <laughs> Ashana pulls out her list of movies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, <laughs> I'm gonna take time away from like, there's no TV. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to spend this time when I normally would sit down and turn the TV on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna spend this time with God, um, and then there's other ways to fast from that too, which aren't necessarily spiritual. They're just good. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this time and talk to my children. I'm gonna take this time and go for a walk, or I'm gonna, mm-hmm. but, but where they become spiritual is I'm going to then intentionally seek God's face during this time yeah. because he is more important to me than even this okay or good thing. 
Um, and, and that becomes real important. Mm-hmm. But the issue there, what, what, the, what they're talking about, what Jesus is talking about, though, is what the Pharisees would do, right? They would, they would want everybody to know they were fasting. And so they would, they would act all somber and sad and mm-hmm. hungry. And they'd walk around with their faces making these weird, like... <laughs> Like oh, I want to see like right, like like I mean, they I need an illustration. God, they would they would walk around acting like I mean, they would be like, oh, did you hear my stomach? My stomach is is <laughs> is growling because I haven't eaten for two days because I'm fasting, and like, and, and and basically the the whole point is like knock that off. Like, what do you who do you think you're impressing? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the giver of everything, right? You have it because I gave it to you. You're not impressing anybody because you're going without it. And that reminds me a lot. You want an illustration of the people at Lent? Oh, Matt. Like, listen. You know oh, that drives me crazy. I know. <laughs> and these are, listen, I, I, have, I have people that I know, love, and respect that I still, when this happens, I still, like, I'm like, all right, Matt. Just stay away. <laughs> like, yeah. like you don't need to get involved in that. But, but it's like, you know what? I don't need a picture of the donut that you're passing on because it's Lent. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Right? Pass on the donut. Thank God yeah. for his provision and for how much better he is than a donut is and move on. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know you're going on a social media break. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stop yeah. telling me. Yeah. Like, guys, I'm going to get on Facebook to tell, tell you, you I'm going on <laughs> yes, Facebook it makes fast. Right. Well, no, it makes perfect sense because what you're looking for there is for people to see you going on a fake yeah. Facebook fast mm-hmm. and go, oh, wow, yeah. that's really but, pretty mature of but them. But you have to check in every once in a while to know who's commented on your break. So you can keep up. With well, that, that's the excuse we that's the excuse we give, right? Well, I have to put I have to put something on Facebook, otherwise people will think I'm dead. Yeah, no, they won't. You'll be fine, <laughs> right? Like. Right. <laughs> Like it'll be okay, yep. but it's that kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. so. This is Jesus's whole point here is is like fast for the proper reason, and the proper right. reason is not so that people will think you're holy. Right. It's, so that would be a hypocritical. Yes. Faster. Yeah. And I think there are times when I have fasted, um, and and my fasts usually come more fast and furious when there are decisions to make. Like when I was making the decision about going back to school into seminary. I spent a good chunk of time fasting mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and praying and just just asking God over and over again what was his will and direction for my life. And um, when it came time for us to look for churches, when it came time for us to decide, are we coming here, right? Th- that was part of that. I, we, we thought we were going to say yes, but it's like mm-hmm. we need to spend time. We need to, mm-hmm. we need to pray and fast and, and, and really seek God on this. And so I think there's so much value in fasting mm-hmm. and just saying, merger. God, I'm, oh, but yeah, we I, definitely. I liked when we did that as a church. We definitely, um, as elders, we did, and we certainly invited mm-hmm. the rest of the church mm-hmm. to participate. I think that's kind of what you were referencing mm-hmm. with the day you signed up for. Uh, we just oh, asked yeah, everybody yeah, to participate yeah. in some mm-hmm. way. But yeah, we, yeah. we took that very I seriously. That. Very seriously. There's something about doing it in a community like that, too. Mm-hmm. That just We spent so two cool. years at Bethany in search for uh, Pastor Jerry, right? Mm-hmm. One of it was we needed to clean up our, ourselves. We needed to, to figure out and, and, and be healthier before we even could ask a pastor to come step in. And But for that two years, every Wednesday was an all-church day of prayer and fasting. We, we fasted as a church on Wednesdays. We asked people to and then we met Wednesday night at the church for prayer um, as we just asked God to intervene in that and I think fasting in that way can be very good it doesn't have to be private mm-hmm. but man stop whining about it right mm-hmm. stop bragging about it just do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. um, just to kind of wrap us up here, what would be some encouragement to people who are like, hey, like this is something I think I need to start adding into my natural mm-hmm. rhythm in life. Um, so what would you like advice, resources? What do you got? I think so Jerry Bridges has a little pamphlet um, about seven rules for for spiritual fast Mm -hmm. just a little thing that's worth picking up um if somebody's really all that worried about it but i I think start with this start the way you did Mm -hmm. um something simple like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna skip my lunch break Mm -hmm. um once twice whatever it is and i'm just gonna spend that time praying see how that feels Mm -hmm. right see what that is um and if you want to fast from food you know you ain't gonna die i promise um (laughs) you will be hungry but but let that hunger drive you to like i'm hungry this is when i would go find a snack so this is when i'm gonna go pray (laughs) yeah right this is what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. um and and start small obviously yeah i think it's always easier than starting huge um but think about it this way like that is the time for you to get close to god maybe you're seeking an answer maybe you just want to know him more Mm-hmm. But that's the time that you do that. And I think if we if we put that in conjunction with God promises to work through our prayers, so I'm going to make these prayers something even more significant by adding a fast to, to not necessarily to convince God I'm serious, but to, to remind me to make this a serious thing, mm-hmm. then why would we not expect God then to work in that? David, what mm-hmm. you got? I just had to have a reason. Like, just don't do it to do it, right? Yeah. You know, because then how do you know, how do you know where God answered or what God, mm-hmm. you know, is directing you? So mm-hmm. if you go into it with no purpose, mm-hmm. then you know you don't know what to look for as far as God responding. So mm-hmm. have a have a purpose behind it, a reason. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hesitate yeah. to say because again, not not to be like yay bragging, but but over sabbatical there were several times where I spent time fasting, mm-hmm. just asking God um, to give me yeah. vision, give me direction. Right? God's not obligated to give me anything, but but I'm asking, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm asking, I'm adding seriousness to my asking, not by saying God, I'm fasting, I'm super serious this time, <laughs> but by yeah. by me saying, God, I want an answer to this so badly that I'm going to skip. I'm not going to watch TV today. I'm just going to pray about this, or I'm not going to eat dinner tonight. I'm just going to sit in my room and focus. And so I think there's, there, yeah, there's a time and a place for that. Be ready for distractions too, just real yeah. quick. Satan I mean, sucks. This, this, when you, whenever I fast, that's the moment that somebody comes and is like, hey, hey I made you cookies. Take, yeah, or I'm going to take you out yeah. to eat. And it's like, mm-hmm. seriously? Mm-hmm. So just be prepared for that. It happens to me all mm-hmm. the time. Or My you team have a did craving. A, a sugar fast, and um, yeah, we've never had more people bring us desserts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah they, we're like, well, Facebook, there's another. Yeah. And like, now we got to yeah. go to social media fast to get away from you. Yeah. Yeah. And the cravings, yeah. like, I mean, it is. It's not just that you're hungry. Right, it's amazing yeah. how uh-huh. when I choose the fast, you just have this craving of like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to have that or I'm not going yeah. you know, to, you know. Just be ready for that. That Hardy's biscuit. Yeah, you, you know. But... <laughs> Jesus fasted for a literal yeah. 40 days. Mm-hmm. That's not a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And and that is Jesus in his human body, mm-hmm. right? Like in his human body, he fasted mm-hmm. for 40 days. We can do this, right? We can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not suggesting you start lunch. and do 40 days today, <laughs> yeah. but you can skip lunch right. to pray mm-hmm. and to ask yeah. God to intervene. And I yeah. love, I love that you did that for your son, yeah. right? I mean, what a great use of a fast mm-hmm. oh, to sure. be specifically praying that God would, 
that would yeah. do things in your sons. I that's mean, that's such awesome. That's a great little book too. It's a Kyle Eidelman. Yeah, I actually think Man, we're out. Maybe like, we should order some more. Every time I like am in there, I'm like bawling. We should order <laughs> some so more of those because I think we're out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any so final order thoughts some here? More of those is what yeah. you said, Malia. <laughs> yes, I'm on it, boss. Well, she said. I think Master. maybe we still have some out. We used to wow. Keep them. Wow. Yes, what'd you say, Master Pat? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. (laughs)